Hey everybody, how are we all doing today? Brittany, how are it's you doing? It's basketball time, Colin. How, how are you doing? How are you doing in Denton? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing in McKinney? I'm doing fantastic as well. Um, Brittany and I have to be split today. It's sad because we always like to be in each other's presence during the sacred podcast, but we could not do that today. So we apologize for any discrepancies in mic quality, but we tried our best. Bruni got a new fancy mic that we will have to work with some more, but we promise we'll get it better. And then I'm on my mic, but very true. Um, I, yeah, it, it was a, it was an interesting weekend. We both uh, happy Thanksgiving. If you didn't listen to the football podcast and you're just listening to this basketball podcast, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Colin and I had a very long weekend of driving to be- back and forth from San Antonio. Covered the football game. We did not get to see the North Texas versus St. Peter's game basketball game on Saturday, yesterday. Uh, but this is going to be a fun basketball podcast, Colin, because basketball is always fun for a lot of reasons. Basketball is always really fun. You know, we basketball we talked about it before. Yeah, yeah. We we don't have to. We don't even have to get into it again. That's how fun yeah. it is. Yeah, these are returning listeners, Colin. Yeah, everyone here is listening to. Say hi to one of them. Just hello, everybody. <laughs> don't ask me. Don't ask me to name names. All right, we're not I, name dropping. I, wanted, I was to see if you'd slip. <laughs> we're not name dropping on this podcast. Okay, we're keeping it keeping it clean. Keeping um, it clean. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so like we said, North Texas played St. Peter's uh, Saturday last night, and they also played Maine earlier in the week. Um, the main game. It was a 74-63 to 63 overtime win, and the St. Peter's game was a 75-66 win. Um, this team is now 8-0, undefeated. Yeah. Undefeated for the first time since 1921 through eight games. How important is this, Bruni, even though the schedule is uh, kind, of, kind of, you know, not the greatest? You know, but the last two games are, are, are they're, they're, they're decent tests. Uh, my answer is the same almost the same as it was last week when we did this and they were six and zero. so i don't have much more to add other than it's cool <laughs> no but it, it is it is it's cool it's a it's a nice little landmark i think we both predicted them to be eight no at this point because when you look at who they're playing only really portland and maine were the only real challengers to this point hawaii we knew that before the season hawaii too yes uh we didn't know much about st peter's so we didn't, again we don't know about them, but there were just a lot of Division two schools on this on this uh, schedule. There were a lot of teams on the schedule that weren't hadn't shown us anything. There were a lot of times of. when we'd cover these games, and Bruni would look at me and go, "Who they play again? Who are we playing?" Yes, that's <laughs> it's true, unfortunately. But I mean, we predicted them to be eight zero, and they are eight zero. So you can't say that they exceeded expectations, really, even though they did win a lot of games convincingly. Um, it's kind of tough for me to say that they're they superseded my expectations. Even though Mo has definitely done, and uh, they they've had a lot of great performances this year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Again, it's just a test. I mean, the eight and Again, it's like you said, it's just cool. It's a cool thing. Um. But again, uh, it's it kind of gives us like a, a bench a benchmark where we can kind of see how players are going to be this season. Like Zach Simmons, I think for me, he's exceeded my expectations. I knew he was going to be better, but he's been a lot better in my opinion, hitting free throws, scoring a lot. Um, I don't know what he averages for the season right now, but I mean, 24 points against Maine um, and 10 and 14 shooting. He's been very efficient and he's been able to stay out on the floor and stay out there for extended minutes because he hasn't been following like he has been last season. 
Um, and that's huge for this team um, who right now only has one big because Tope still has having back issues, so isn't able to get a lot of minutes out at the five. Yeah, the uh, yeah, that's that's a big thing. We'll talk about the rotation uh, changes and what we've seen from the rotation up to this point in the year uh, soon. But I do want to talk about the main game because that game was seventy four sixty three, but it was into overtime. Yeah, and at the end of regulation, it was sixty to sixty, and there's a lot of uh, there was a lot of anxiety, I guess, amongst the crowd, amongst even the team. I feel like. Closing out that game against a really slow-paced main game team that slowed the game down, had big guards, could really post up Mo Gibson and uh, Jordan Duffy, and even Ryan was had some trouble on um, on some of their bigger guards. So I mean, you saw what a team can do to North Texas when they slow the game down and make their guards work. Again, I'm not I'm not saying anything we haven't said before when I say that. This team, I think what I said last week on this podcast was further reinforced because this team has defensive lineups they can put on the court, but we will see how much they are going to be used in the coming weeks, right? Like with Rose coming back, we'll get into that, but with Rose coming back, that kind of adds a little bit of a bigger guard. You know, he's 6'3", at least. Yeah. Uh, He's got some length to him, so he's not, you know, as small as Jordan Duffy or Mo Gibson or DJ, so that... That adds some size, but um, Abdul is still not back from what I understand. And while he is practicing more, according um, to some people I talked to, uh, he's, I still don't think he's going to be back uh, before – definitely not before – he's not going to be back for Oklahoma, but I mean I could see him being back in the next couple of weeks. But again, the defensive lineups are there potentially with this team if Tope is healthy. Um, and if Zach is not in foul trouble, they are there with Maya, Mark, you know, Rose and, uh, Ryan, but we'll see how often they're used and how often they're just going to have to sacrifice that defense to play Mo or play Jordan Duffy. Yeah. Um, another thing to note too, is Maine also kind of took away the, oh, not as much, but Maine and St. Peter's both have kind of taken away the. Or main, I'm sorry. Main took away the three almost because I mean we mm-hmm, we we, sure. we saw this because they get a lot of the threes in transition. Um, they still hit 54 percent of the threes, but it wasn't you know 19 like they hit earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. It was six for 11. Um, and this team I feel like relies a lot on not maybe not necessarily scoring the three, but it's a big part of the way they they run their offense. You know, spacing the floor. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they play against slower teams in the conference. Yeah, I'm not sure if um, – I mean, obviously, as teams get better, most teams want to push the pace, like especially in this college basketball day and age. Most good teams want to push the pace. I mean, you might find a few outliers like Virginia and teams like that, maybe even Gonzaga. But when you play upper-level teams, most of them – with good guards, that is, most of them want to push the pace. And North Texas is no no exception to that with Ryan Woolridge and Roosevelt Smartin. Duffy and Mo Gibson. So you have a lot of guys who can attack off the dribble and can attack with their their shot. But if a team slows them down like Maine did and they have better players than Maine, North Texas is going to be in trouble. Yeah. So especially if they make them work defensively like Maine did. And, and to note too, I just pulled up the St. Peter's box score. St. Peter's also kind of didn't allow North Texas to score the three. They only made six threes, six for 16. So again... 
limiting those transition threes and just in general seem to have, and we didn't again we didn't watch the St. Peter's game so we don't know how those threes came um mm-hmm. but yeah it's it, it, we saw it against Maryland Eastern Shore if that I forgot that that's what they're called right yes Maryland, Maryland yeah Maryland Eastern Shore we saw that uh, too they slowed the game down and made it competitive so we'll have to see how how the team adjusts to stuff like that I think if you look at the last three games, was it Maryland Eastern Shore, Maine, and St. Peter's, you see that it's been three, three basically, three slower teams, right? Three teams that have slowed it down and are kind of struggling with that, or kind of giving North Texas problems with that style of play. So uh, that's the whole, that's the whole concept. And we've seen it a lot recently with teams that are worse than North Texas, but we'll see if North Texas can kind of overcome that. And I think once they get into conference play, because Old Dominion slowed them down last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't remember. I, middle wasn't super fast last year, but there were slow teams yeah. in conference last year. I think FAU was also slow. I think both the Florida schools. So uh, they're, they're going to have to figure that out. And I think when a team goes slow, I mean, what kind of lineups do you think they should throw out there? Mm, so when, when other teams are, when, go slow in North, North Texas. Okay, um, that's tough because I don't really see. I mean, I just I, I haven't really seen enough to where you can be like this. This would be better if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously. At every when the teams are trying to, I feel like North Texas sees all the time try to speed up the pace. When team, even when teams are trying to slow, I mean, play patient, you know, press more. But I mean, lineup wise, what could you change to make it better? I mean, I just think that they need to go with their defensive lineups when the team slows them down. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, but I'm talking maybe about maybe just maybe. Obviously, you want to go fast, but if a team takes away your ability to go fast then you need to adjust like you what they did against Maine Maryland okay, okay. so 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 what would you who would you say was the defensive lineup like if you needed to have the best defenders out I've said it before I've said it before I, for assuming Abdul is not healthy I'm going Ryan Rose uh Mike Maya Zach Well see so you could even argue that's their you could that could be their pushing the pace lineup like you could exactly. push, you could so so but that's, that's a big enough lineup to contest a lot of stuff uh, but I'm saying I'm saying I I haven't seen because that I mean I don't see a scenario where you go to their defensive lineup and it makes everything better than having a fast lineup on the floor. You see what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't see. Or, or, but I'm saying it, I don't see that changing a whole lot because I mean we saw we saw I mean in two games uh, so far we saw the slow slower pace and lineups like that without Rose were out there. But I mean. It was close still. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just think I, I think that's going to be something to watch for sure. I think it'll be to watch, so, but I, I'm just saying that I don't really see a lineup where it's this is considerably better on defense against a slow team than it would be if they were able to push the pace. I get you. I get you. Uh, but the thing is, I, I we alluded to it, but the big thing here is Rose coming back. Right, I yes. mean, it was Rose's, Rose's first game back. Roosevelt Smart, the guard who set the single season record for three pointers made, shot um, almost thirty eight percent from three last year. Uh, just basically was the engine of this team's offense last year, and often kept the team in the game for a majority of the season last year. So 
we've, we talked at length about the guards that they have this year to, um, to go around Ryan, but we usually don't even talk about Rose because Rose hasn't been healthy. So with Rose healthy now, I mean, that just adds a whole nother level. Yeah, uh, Rose, just to highlight what he did against St. Peter's, he went 5 for 12 for 13 points, um, 3 of 8 from 3, and 3 assists and 4 rebounds. So kind of the game you would expect coming back after, I guess, not playing at all this season. Um, but I think the big big thing for this season is that this team I don't feel like needs to rely on Rose to get the points. You have other people that can score. You don't have to throw it into his hands to you know force up a 3 if your offense kind of gets stagnant, which I think is really important this season. Um, and Rose just kind of makes it more dynamic than it was before. I definitely agree with that. The thing is, uh, I think 12, that 12 shot range, I do think he should, do you think he should lead the team in shots per game? Uh, 100%? I don't see why he shouldn't. There you go. That's a great answer. I mean, you you can't you can't you can't go. Oh, Mo's having a good season. Uh, I guess Mo. Okay, so if you're saying Mo, I guess the argument would be if Mo should have more shots, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're saying Mo should have more shots or the same amount of shots, I don't really think that his performance this season should warrant cutting Rose down because we haven't seen Rose 100 percent yet. Now, if Rose all of a sudden just isn't what he was last season? Sure, you can you can have a conversation about that. But Rose last season was by far the best scorer on last year's team and this year's team. I agree. So let him take twelve shots. Let him take the most shots on the team. Uh, that's what he does. So I, I I'm excited to see him in the flow of an offense more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to be the big thing. But also, I don't want him to get lost in the offense. Like I, I want yeah. him to make sure he gets eight threes a game. I think yeah. eight threes a game is a good number. Do what, After that, he can take however many twos he wants. But as long as it's in the flow of the offense, I think he's going to be really, really good. As long as he doesn't get lost in the offense. What do you? That's interesting that you bring that up. What What do you there, think? There is. I was just, I was I was going to ask. I'm sorry. What do you think? Okay, so if he does, do you think? I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Does it make the team worse if he's out on the floor and he's lost in the offense? No, I don't think it makes them worse. I think it lowers. I don't even know if that's the right way to word it. No, but I I think I know what you're saying. If 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 the team doesn't look for him, does that make them a worse team than if they did look for him? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm asking. Okay. Uh, I I don't think it makes them worse because if anything, you just replace shooters with shooters right i mean you're replacing duffy with rose or you're replacing dj with rose like you're replacing shooters with shooters so right you're not losing anything at all and if anything you gain the, his defense but do you think but do you think him not having but, the ball in his hands and i want to say because he's he's not this kind of player but you know you have some players who if they don't get theirs they kind of i guess yeah. perform worse Try less like, and things like that. Uh, Rose is not that type of player, but he could have well, it to where he's not in the rhythm and not able to, you know, make the shots that he used to make if he's not exactly, constantly giving exactly. the ball. I think that's a big thing too. And I think that if his shot's not going, we we haven't seen him. I mean, last year when his shot wasn't going, he wasn't a great defender. He wasn't a super engaged defender last year. There was, he had lapses last year defensively. We haven't seen him this year defensively. He could be much more engaged and much better defensively, but we don't know yet. 
Um, mm-hmm. So that's going to definitely be something I, I'm going to keep my eye on is him defensively uh, being as good as guys like Duffy and uh, Mo, at least intensity-wise, because right. I think his size and strength alone make him a better defensive player than got than the guys I, I just named. Yeah, I agree uh, because we mentioned this team needs size. So, mm-hmm. uh, but to answer your question, I didn't answer finish answering your question. Is that I think their floor. I think they're basically the same team. If he, he just gets lost in the offense, I think they're fine. Mm-hmm. But I think if they can get him going. The upside of getting him going is so immense that I think there is a certain point in the first half where you have to kind of check the check his temperature, if that makes sense. Like you yeah. have to see. You need to give him the heat check. Is he is he on is he on? Because if yeah. he's on, we're, he's going to hit eight threes tonight. Like yeah, that that's a possibility. And I mean, Duff is a fine shooter. DJ's a great shooter. You know, all those guys are good shooters. Mo's a really good shooter. But they're not Rose when Rose is hot. And so I think that there has to be a certain point in most games that are close early on. Like, you know, when you're going against like a uh, an Old Dominion or someone like that. Because if Rose is hot, that can single-handedly win you the game. And we saw that last season. In games where Rose was hot, I mean, it was very rarely that they lost. Yeah. And so I think there has to be a kind of a heat check moment. Like, a, hey, like maybe Rose is 0 for 2 or something and be like, hey, well. And as... Obviously, you don't say this as a coach or as a player, but you're kind of like, all right, if he hits this one, then we might have something going. But if he misses it, then we're like, okay, keep working the ball. Let's just get... And he's a smart player. Rhodes is a smart player. He's not going to keep jacking right. up 20 shots when he has better players around him this year. So I'm not too worried about him jacking shots up when he's not open. But I do think there is a, a stretch in the first half where you have to see if he has that that it factor tonight. Because his upside is greater than any upside on the team, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, offensively, offensively. I, also, I also think he's able to bring. He's able to single handedly win. I think he's the only player on this team that can single handedly win the team a game. In terms of, in terms yes, of, in terms yes. of, because I, I, I don't think Mo can have a good night. He can score twenty points, but I feel like twenty points from Rose means that. The defense changes how they guard. Right, it's North Texas. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Rose Rose right. demands a double team, often, and that he demands a hard hedge. He demands like he demands a guy basically face guarding him at the three point line, and yep. that basically makes the game four on four. Like if you give Ryan this team and make it four on four in the half court, that's just spacing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because if because if you leave points. if you leave Rose at all to try to help help. Uh, Help on when, help when defense on Ryan exactly yeah it's it's a free three, mm-hmm. so I mean pick your poison. Yeah, and uh, so that's gonna be that's gonna be the big thing. I agree. I agree with what you're saying. His 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 upside, like I said, is just so high. I think you have to try to see if he's hot that night because if he's hot, you have to ride it. You have to ride it until he's not hot, and then by that time, the defense will have changed how they're guarding you. They're gonna be hedging him. They're gonna be uh, face guarding him. And then Jordan Duffy should get shots, and then DJ Draper should get shots, and then Mo Gibson should get shots. Ryan should be able to attack the basket. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's a big uh, thing to watch for this team is how they incorporate Roosevelt Smart and if they force the ball at all to him in the first half. Because I think there you have to kind of do that in a way, even though you have plenty of capable scorers on this team. I agree. It's good. It's always good to check your weapon, I guess. <laughs> uh, 
Then can you, I just you, del- hold on? Can I just delete that from like my, everyone's brain? Delete what I just said because that was the <laughs> corniest thing I've ever said on this podcast. Please delete it from your brains. I had to like, man, that was like one of those moments where you look back at a childhood memory and you're sitting there and you're like, dang, I did that. And you're just embarrassed. That was that just then. I was just, I was just trying to skim over it. I saw your face. We have webcams right now because we need to be able to see, you know, each other's reactions and stuff. And (laughs) yeah. I know what I did. I know what I did. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, oh no. God. Okay. Anyways. No. <laughs> anyways. While, while we're on this note, hold on. While we're on this, I do want to shout out. I have a couple of shout outs. Um, this is a really random middle of the podcast shout out section, but we're doing it anyways. Uh, first shout out is Terry O'Bradley. Shout out to Terry O'Bradley for dropping 40 points last night. On Saturday night, um, for the women's basketball team, um, that's that's amazing. Eight of thirteen from three. Um, I don't remember what she was. I think she was ten of sixteen from the field, something like that. So to drop forty points for Terry O'Bradley, I covered that team when she was a sophomore and a little bit last year when yes. she was a junior. And so, she's great. She's an amazing player. So shout out to her. Uh, second shout out goes to Jeffrey Wilson. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't mention him on our football podcast. I feel so bad about that. Enrages me. Uh, <laughs> it just infuriates me that we forgot to mention him. Uh, but he was amazing. What was it? Oh, I forgot his Seven line. Seven for thirty-three and an eighteen-yard long. There you go. So Jeffrey Wilson is officially in the NFL and officially making plays in the NFL. So that's a round of applause right there. I need, for both I, need of I need to go back and put on loop that eighteen-yard run. Ah, dang, that's so beautiful, dude. It's got. I'm just so happy for him. So happy for him. Anyways. So happy. Anyways. Anyways, shout out to both of them. Let's move on to. Do you want to do a something or nothing here? Uh. You want to talk about after conference USA before? I think we talk about it before because okay. I mean, unless yeah, we you can, have we... one specific to USA. No, we can do. Uh, ooh, that's interesting. Now I kind of want to do it after. Okay, well, let's do it after then. Okay. All right, uh, you have the five monitors up, so you can pull up stuff <laughs> okay. on Coffee Tuesday. The thing is, I'm using this... Uh... He's using a laptop that is on its deathbed currently and is crying at the fact that he's talking <laughs> through it. Um, yeah, if, I, I have like four things. If at any time he kind of so cuts out, it's because his laptop has the little stupid little loading thing hourglass please, thing and can't please, handle please stop, making fun. please stop stop making fun of my laptop did you name the laptop you should name it no i didn't I okay anyways um so next section is conference usa crumbles so we talked about how this team uh, this conference <laughs> might be able to be a two-bit conference well all those hopes and dreams have now been shattered in one swift weekend <laughs> don't uh, get uh don't don't get confused we're not overreacting, okay? You're overreacting, okay? We are. Uh, we're perfectly reacting. Yeah. To this. Uh, UCF played Western Kentucky, or Western Kentucky played UCF and Indiana State. They lost both of those games. This is after beating. This is after beating West Virginia. We need. This to is, yeah. Right this there. is after beating West Virginia. They lost to UCF. UCF six seventy eight to sixty two, and they lost to Indiana State with the great Fredo Shakur, Alante Holston, sixty three to fifty four. I don't think people understand that, but that Alante Indiana, Holston 
starts on Indiana State. And I'm not trying, we're not trying to hate on Alante Holston because he did. I love Alante Holston. We love him. Actually, but I don't when, love Alante Holston, but he's fine. He's a cool guy. But when you love have. Love is a strong word. I can't be saying love. Okay. But when you have. When you have Charles Bassey, when you have Hollingsworth, when you have a team that gave it's Washington a game, you beat West Virginia. You can't be losing to an Indiana State, which, by the way, is a team that North Texas beat last season. Last season. Um, you know what? You know what it is? It's Alante Holston. Alante Holston, <laughs> everywhere he goes, he beats Indiana State. Or he beats big teams. He's a baller. Let's just break out this box score and look at Alante Holston. 28 minutes, 0 for 2 from the field, 1 for 2 from the free throw line, 5 rebounds and 3 assists and a steal and a block. 1 point for those of you who weren't counting. That is, is I, how you win games, ladies and gentlemen. Write it down right now. You need an Alante host on your team. This team is nothing without him. <laughs> the thing is, I wrote about Alante Holst last year, um, saying how, uh, saying how you know his his defense is. He was he uh, was real, important. Real key to this he was team. important in last year's team, and when they ran the small ball lineups and put him at the five, Indiana Very. State had no business beating WKU. I agree. I agree. It was in Indiana, right? Do you know where it was? It was in Indiana. Yeah. So, you know, uh, Western Kentucky goes from winning a big game against West, West Virginia to losing to back-to-back games that um, they sh- – I mean, UCF is, is decent, but uh, losing to Indiana State is a pretty big red flag, and it kind of makes me question the consistency of this team uh, because a team with – Guy like Charles Bassey, a graduate transfer like Deshaun uh, Deshaun Murray, guys like Josh Anderson and Hollingsworth, uh, shouldn't be losing to just just to really put this into context. Charles Bassey was the recruit below Zion Williamson. Zion, sorry, Zion Williamson. One one spot. He was one spot below six in the country. Zion was yeah, exactly. Zion was five. Bassey was six. No business losing to this team. But anyways, Holston. We're we're moving on from Alante Holston. Holston we're moving on to John Elmore and Marshall. Okay. Losing a hundred and four to sixty seven to Maryland. Woo! Maryland is six and zero. Oh, but let's just go over the fact that they lost a hundred and four to sixty seven. Oh John Elmore went two of fourteen from the field. And they shot 34% as a team. Meanwhile, they allowed Maryland just to do whatever they wanted, shooting 57% and 56% from three. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Let's just check up on LaTeX. The thing is, the thing is, I, I've had we've had busy weekends, so I didn't even. The only thing I knew uh, was Western won and you know North Texas, or I'm sorry, Western lost and North Texas won. Those are the only really uh, things that I knew about. Burn so, it to the to ground. Hear, Everybody. So, so, so we asked last week: um, Is Conference USA a, a two-bid league? Uh, I think we should ask this this week: uh, Does Conference USA deserve one bid? <laughs> yes. And it'll then be, it'll be North send Texas. Them to Division two. It'll be North Texas. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, La Tech again. They beat Wichita State. Well, they decided to go ahead and lose to UNC Greensboro. 80 to 73 to a to a crowd to a crowd of 172 
to a crowd that was the announced attendance was 172 in at UNC Greensboro. If that doesn't tell you how good of a basketball team they are, nothing will. Oh, the thing is, I've heard of UNC Greensboro before, but that attendance is just hilarious. Oh my god, dude. Oh. <laughs> the thing is, this is all brand new information to me. And I can't pull it up because my computer will. Like, I can't. I can't. Die. I can't hate on uh, UNC Greensboro though because they gave LSU a game, ninety-one, yeah. ninety-seven. All right. But I'm just. It could be a good team. A, a crowd of one hundred and seventy-two. Anyways. Yeah, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. This is oh amazing. They play good teams though. UNC Greensboro. Yeah, they play U, uh, Kentucky in two weeks. All right, maybe maybe we're wrong about UNC Greensboro. It just why would you only have a crowd of 172? I don't know. That crowd alone is hilarious. Anyways, Any, uh, anyone else? Is what's I feel like I missed. Oh yeah, Old Dominion. Let's just check up on them. Old Dominion our, Monarchs. Our boys up in Virginia. They Congratulations. They beat uh University of Northern Illinois after losing to them last or I guess on Tuesday. Um I don't have dates on this, but they lost fifty-four to fifty-three, and then they beat them seventy-two to sixty-five. Um, so Sounds claps for them! Claps for them for winning. Claps to them. Good job. Somebody's keeping Conference USA's brand alive. I'm just. Anyone speaking. else? I'm trying to think. Uh, Southern Miss. Hold on, I'm looking at the line for this UNC Greensboro game because I don't believe it. The line. I'm seeing like if like UNC Greensboro was supposed to just blow them out of the water, but they don't have that on here. Yeah. So uh, look up Southern Miss. That'll be the last. Okay, Southern Miss. Uh-uh-uh. Okay, Southern think... Mississippi. Go ahead. College basketball. Okay, they. So they, they beat they, you know, they right? beat SMU and they beat Troy and we talked about those, mm-hmm. but then they lost to. A Division Two team who doesn't have a logo on ESPN. What's their name, Colin? What's their name? Uh, they're an NAIA team. William Carey. Are you serious? That's William Carey. That's it. That's 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 their college name. Um, let's just backspace and delete the <laughs> tab, and. Never speak of this again. UN, UNT's Conference USA's only hope. I've decided that oh right God. now. This Oklahoma game decides the fate of Conference USA. If North Texas doesn't beat Oklahoma, Conference USA should disband. Disband. Conference USA should be banished. There's, is, there's no other oh, team, right, that we're missing. Like those are the those Southern are the teams. Was was good. Uh, FAU maybe. I'm trying to think. Um, FAU got off to a good start. I'm trying to think. Uh, Middle Tennessee had a rough outing. They played Virginia. Just so we can at, laugh at how good they used to be. And they played good teams in the Battle of Atlantis tournament. Uh, I think in the Bahamas. And I kind of watched some of that actually. So it got it gave me some good insight on Middle Tennessee, who's a pretty long team, but they're and yeah. they got some guards that can play, but they're not. They special. lost to Belmont by nineteen. Then they beat um Charleston Southern. 76 to 73. They lost to Virginia 74-52. They lost to Butler 84-53 and they lost to Stanford 67 to 54. So they are not right. having the season that they like, but I mean again, those are those are expected and the, results. And, the, and those are those are really good teams, but yeah, we weren't expecting them to be as good as they were last year by any means. So, that's not shocking to me. 
No. Uh, all right, Colin. Let's move on. That we we touched on enough conference. Man, that, going through all of that really just hurt my feelings. The thing is, the thing is, we we wrote this tab in, and we only knew about West Virginia, or Western Kentucky. Oh, I'm sorry, West, Western. Yeah, Western Kentucky. Yeah. So the so last two games. so pre podcast, we only wrote down that because we were like Conference USA is now in shambles now that their star child. It's kind of a joke. Western. It yeah, kind of it was a joke. a joke until it became true. Jesus. William Carey, come on, Southern Miss, you're better than that. You upset Middle okay. Tennessee in the tournament, and this is what you give us. Shame on you. Not good. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Right. Um, something or nothing. You go first, since you you like not being prepared, so you go first. I'll go first. Okay. So since we were on the the topic of conference, something or nothing. I'm trying to figure out a word. This. Something or nothing, Conference USA's top teams losing. It's definitely something, right? I mean, you can't really argue that it's nothing, even though it's early in the season. But you can't argue Southern Miss losing to NAIA school. If they really are NAIA, that's pretty bad. That's what the, that's um, what the AP story said, so yeah. Wow. Their name is William Carey. That was their name. No university. It was just WC. Like, like, like Jim Carey. <laughs> It's his brother. <laughs> brother. Um, but it's definitely something because I worry that Western Kentucky's not consistent enough to really be a power to go like sixteen and two in conference play, like which they should, talent wise. Talent wise, right. they're just they're just better than everybody else. But if they don't have the consistency, I mean, they're this this top four five teams in the conference could be on even playing field almost. I mean, like they, they could all be around 13 wins, 13 wins in conference. And if yep. that happens, we could see a lot of jostling. We could see some huge games uh, going into the final two months of the season. So I definitely think it's something. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, like we both agree that Western Kentucky is a step above or tier above everyone else in the conference in terms of talent. But if, it's been a really common thing that Conference USA wants to improve its strength of schedule, and we saw that with them doing the thing where the top four teams play each other at the end of the season um, to to get that strength of schedule up so they can you know get more recognition. And when you lose to teams like they have been, it's not good. It's not a good look. <laughs> All right. Um, something or nothing... Something or nothing. Can you read out? Um, do you have last night's stat, stat line up from St. Peter's? Let me just pull it up again. I thought you didn't need it anymore, so that's my fault. What do you want to know about it, though? I might remember it. Something or nothing, DJ Draper's minutes from last night's game. Ooh. That's big. So, we, like, we Bernie and I talked about on last podcast who would be getting their minutes cut, and we both said Duffy. We thought Duffy would be getting his minutes cut not because he's been playing bad, but just because he kind of fits he fits the lineups more whenever we see Rose in terms of being an off-ball player most of the time. But it seems that that time has changed, Bruni. Um, anyways, for the stats, uh, in terms of their minutes, Duffy had 32 minutes and DJ had five. Yeah, so there you so go. So I think it's been decided... As of right now, where Rose's minutes are coming from, um, which is it's 
it's interesting because I wouldn't have thought that coming into the season or even now. Yeah, we both just we because both DJ is consistent, so much more consistent. Although Duffy can affect the game more, I feel like DJ is very valuable on this team. But yeah, I think he's consistent, like you said. I think that's the right. I think that's the best word for him. I think you just hit it the nail on the head. Duffy can do more, uh, but you're not always going to get that from Duffy. You're gonna you might yeah. get some more turnovers. You might get some more misses. DJ, you know what you're going to get. Better defense than Duffy, you know you're going to get uh, secure ball handling, even though he doesn't do as much or mm-hmm. do or he's not as athletic or can't do as much on the court. Now you're going to get his better shooting, better ball, um, better, I guess, just smarter playing from yeah. him. So it's definitely shocking to me. So it's definitely something to me, even though I don't fully agree with it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, no, it makes sense. I just don't, I just don't know. I mean, who knows? This could change. This could turn around. He could be just trying stuff out. He could this be is trying... yeah. This is a one-game sample size. So of course, of course. So yes, there's definitely caution to be uh, taken into account here when you we talk about this type of uh, changes. But to to play um to play Duffy or to play DJ only five minutes just seems really really low to me. And I don't. Yeah, I don't... we didn't watch the game, so of course, of course, yeah. we didn't. I mean, who knows? Maybe DJ. Stubbed his toe and he couldn't play this thing. Even though think, I'm pretty sure. Hold on, what was that tweet yesterday? What was that tweet? It was like DJ was like fell on the ground and then he like oh, got up yeah. and smiled. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Pretty much, he dove for a ball out of bounds. It was out of bounds, but he got up and smiled. What a man. Okay, yeah. so, something something or nothing. Um, how do I? Dang it, I don't even know how to word these. Something or nothing. North Texas having trouble against teams that play slow. Uh, that was hard to word. That was it. That was perfect. Okay. Uh, it's definitely something. I mean, I basically explained it already though. So uh, there's not too much to add on other than the fact that I just think they need to figure it out. And I, I think they could try out a different lineup. Okay. Uh, that did not, that was not what I wanted from my something or nothing. I wanted like, uh, just get to redo it. No, no, no. It's, it's, the, it's based on that. But do you think that this will be a recurring problem throughout the season no matter the lineup uh yes yes something okay you did something it's definitely something i think it's gonna it's gonna hurt them unless they go with a bigger lineup or a more defensive lineup because i think they still have versatility with a bigger lineup or with a more defensive lineup. They just don't have the shooting that they that they would have. Unless Mike Miller is on, then boom, then you have that. And if Maya can hit a couple, then, then boom, I like that. Boom. Uh, uh, your turn. Like, no, you you gotta answer your own question. Do you think it's a recurring problem? Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, like you said, we talked about it, but I do see barely Eastern Shore in the main game. I think we both expected that not to be anywhere near as close as they were. Um. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of some cause for concern, just because I'd like to. I I I just I guess I just want to see how they continue. And this will be like I guess an ask me later type of thing, where ask me in three weeks how they've fared against teams that play slower. But I just feel like you have a bigger lineup or the smaller lineup. I don't really see, I don't really see a difference there in terms of it changing. Offensive. Well, no, I I feel like offensively they're not. It doesn't hurt them that much, but I feel like defensively, I mean, yeah, you ha- you get the size with Rose, but I mean, other than Rose, it's the same as what they've been doing. 
besides Mike Miller in for for Duffy? Okay, you had an inch. Or how tall is how tall? Okay. How tall okay, is? Okay, but Mike Miller is Mike Miller is right. Obvious. He's obviously better. better def- he's obviously better defender. But I but I would say that I mean Mike can still score. It's not like Mike is incapable of scoring. And he's exactly. able to drive the basket. So you're, but that's you're, what I'm saying. You're making my point. But that's what I'm, no, but no, you're making. It's making my point because it's they've done it. <laughs> Mike Mike has played minutes. It's not like Mike, Mike hasn't been out there. Played minutes at the four though. He hasn't played minutes at the three. It's a different lineup. It's not the same lineup. I'm not convinced yet. Of course, but we gotta see it. We haven't seen it yet. I'm just saying I want to see it tried. Okay. It's Whatever. Tried. All right, your turn. All right. Uh, Last one, by the way. Something or nothing. Oh, man. So what happens when Colin says, we're just going to wing it, bro. I'm like, okay. I'm able to think uh, of my feet. Something or nothing. <laughs> something or nothing. The last. No, no, no. Something or nothing, Ryan shooting. I think he's shooting 70% of the free throw line this year. Ooh, is he actually? Oh, and also, also, also. Oh, I'm sorry. Something, something or nothing, Zachary Simmons, I believe, shooting over 70%. Okay, who do you want? You get one or both the other. Give me Zach. Something Some... or nothing, Zach Simmons shooting over 70% from the free throw line. Something. Zach is a changed player. This man is I mean... complete. I mean, we're only nine, eight games into the year. I know. I'm. It's a no. That wasn't no free exaggeration. <laughs> but no, uh, I said Zach has improved his game. He doesn't. I mean, he fouled against bad teams last season, um, and I feel like being out there on the floor allows him to gain that confidence. And yeah, he has been hitting his free throws, and we saw him hit a three. So something. It's. I think it's here to stay. I don't know if it stays seventy, but I could sixty-eight uh, percent. You know, hovering around seventy for sure. Yeah, as, long as, as long as he stays in the the medium, yeah. 60s, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna counter that. Don't answer your own question. I'm just gonna counter it with: Do we see more threes from him? No. All right, on to the next one. <laughs> uh, no, he's he might shoot like three more threes the rest of the year. One out of every eight, one every eight game. There's eight games. There you go. You don't want him to be an Andre Drummond and shoot one a game just to kind of see where he's at. No, no I want that three <laughs> to go to Rose. I want Rose to jack up that three. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. You got anything else? No, I think we're good to move on to the to, to the to, yeah. to the game. Let's get to the main event here. Uh, even though I don't even want to spend 20 minutes on, it, I just want to I just want to get it. people. It is the main event, though. It is. Yeah, it is. Specify uh, specify it again. OU is North, the main event. North Texas versus Oklahoma on Tuesday. We will be there. It will be fun. I hope that it's a good game. Question mark? Question mark? Let's it go over be. let's go over Oklahoma's opponents. Uh well Oklahoma just beat Stanford, right? Florida. And then lost to Wisconsin. Or Florida, I'm sorry. Oklahoma just beat Florida and then lost to Wisconsin. So sure. Oklahoma coming in the season played UTSA. Um and UTSA gave them a game early and then lost 87-67. They also played Rio, Rio Grande Valley. Is that what they are? Yeah. Um, North Texas lost that team last season. It was a close game. And uh, Rio Grande Valley lost 91-76. But then they played Florida and won 65-60. And then Wisconsin, uh, Oklahoma played Wisconsin and lost 78-58. to So take that for what you will. Um. So, oh, there's this one that they also beat Dayton. Yeah, that's a good one. 
Um, Wisconsin was the only ranked opponent out of them. So, can you see who led them in scoring for the Florida win? For the Florida win, yes. Go to the box score in that win. I really yeah. wish I could pull stuff up on the computer. Yeah. It's... Oh, oh. <laughs> Whoa, what, what just happened? I clicked it and an ad came up blasting some music. So, welcome everybody. You're so welcome for that. I, I didn't hear it. You can't hear it. Only only the stream can hear it. You're not good enough. Um, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> um, uh, leading for uh, Oklahoma was 18 points for their guard, Christian James, senior. Okay. So He's averaging 20 right points there. a season, or 20 points a game. Four and a <laughs> All half. All right, so there you go right there. You have a senior guard. So that's, that's your Trey Young. That is the Trey Young of the season. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, you already have trouble there. Uh, I think the main thing we just wanted to bring up with this game was the potential win. The potential a win could have on this season. Yeah, we talked about it before, kind of, but it nit implications, you know, NCAA tournament implications, uh, momentum implications. I mean, confidence implications. Uh, we're gonna see a lot of stuff from an opposition of North Texas that we haven't seen before. Yeah. So that's going to be a great, great, great challenge, and I'm very excited to attend it on Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, this, this, uh, like you said, it, even though it's so early in the in the season, it makes it can make or break a season if you have postseason aspirations, which this team does. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to say than that, and especially after you have you know WKU, La Tech, all those teams, you know, losing games that they shouldn't lose. This game is even more important, especially if you're just trying to get a bid. If you don't win the Conference USA tournament, and someone else does, so yeah, it's just uh, I I I'm just thrilled to to be able to to, to go see this game. Yeah, driving I, this two and a half hours to go get it. You're gonna be driving uh, like. 13 four, 15 hours in in a week how does that feel well well i mean you're picking me up right <laughs> i'm sleeping I, i'm not coming to you i'm sleeping See, <laughs> what do you mean because i'm in mckinney and then my friend that's going with me who's shooting for you is in mckinney so you have to come to me and then i'll drive you is it not closer who's closer i think whoever's closer to norman needs to be the pickup location we'll we'll update We'll update. Don't look it up now. We'll we'll talk about this later off 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 camera. I think Pod wants to know. No, Pod does not want to know who's driving to Norm. I promise, Pod does not want to know who's driving to Norm. Uh, that that's gonna be fun. Uh, make sure you follow the twenty four the Mean Green twenty four seven site for that. Uh, all that information. We'll have live update. Have recap. We'll have everything. I we, probably will even have a preview. We didn't. Perhaps. We didn't. We, did, we didn't even t- preview it though. I mean, well, do we know about enough about Oklahoma? I haven't got to see Oklahoma though. That's fair. That's a fair point. The thing is, the thing is, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to just read off their top players. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Like uh, the stream, stream, I'm uh, stream. The pod listeners are not are not dumb. They're going to be engaged in this game regardless of who Oklahoma has on the court, just because they've beaten. You know, they've beaten a Florida team. They've beaten. They have they a good deep. record and they have they have a good uh, track record. So this game is huge, and I don't think me spitting out names like you know of their starting power forward is going to hurt. I do think that knowing what to watch could be big. Uh, do you have the team stats for Oklahoma this season? Um, can you, get, can you get, get those up? I mean, I think those will speak more to what we're going to expect from this Oklahoma team because honestly, 
honestly, we haven't seen Oklahoma play. We only know their box score results from this year. So we can't even – but we just know it's going to be a big challenge compared to their last eight games. I think that's why we're so excited. And that's why we want to talk – that's why we want to talk about it because it's unlike anything we've seen this year from a North Texas opponent. So that's that's my main thing is that I don't want to spend a lot of time breaking down guys that we don't know anything about. Okay, so cum- Trey Young on this team, it'd be interesting. So cumulative stats. So just to go through, go through this, they have one guy that averages 20, and that's Christian James that we talked about, their guard, senior guard. Um, then below that, you don't really have a score that scores. You don't have a score that scores any more than 10. So after that, there's no score in double digits. It's 9.3, 8.8, 8.7, then 5, 4, 3, 2. Um, yeah, so a big thing to watch there is how Ryan does on Christian James. This team uh, also does not shoot threes, really. Um, Christian James has shot 42 so far, hitting 18 of those for a... That's pretty low. Uh, I don't even have... It doesn't even have a percentage on here. That's oh, there low. it is, 42%. Oh, shoot, never mind. And then you have below that... Uh, Second most attempts is seven to twenty-eight, which is twenty-five percent, and then below that's thirty-seven. And how many games did they play? Six. So they played. That's through six games. Um, okay, so that second place guy shoots about four and a half threes per game. Um, that's not too low, but that's not it's not high by any means. Yeah, Christian then, James will be a shooter, and Christian James will come off ball screens looking to shoot yeah. three. So um, we could see some hedges. We could see a lot of uh, going over screens. Will. We'll see how Ryan handles it because Ryan's usually really good at getting two ball screens. And I feel like Oklahoma is a ball heavy, uh, a ball screen heavy team. At least they were last year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of based on that, I mean, that's like, like you said, Bernie, that's, that's really all we can say. You make that good point that we haven't watched this team. It's not like another conference USA opponent where we can, we kind of already have background information about them. So, Mm -hmm. so that, that is Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh. Again, follow. I'm. I might. Actually, I don't know. I'll try to do a preview on it. Man, I'm busy. I'm. <laughs> Bruni bot. Just I hate thinking. I hate thinking about how you know you hate thinking about busy, so that way you don't get like overwhelmed. Uh. That's what I've been. I've been trying to do more of. So I should be okay. But uh, we'll see. But yeah, follow the Mean Green twenty four seven site for. The latest updates on that game, they'll be on the board. Every update will be on the board. So just click on the board once the game starts. I'll follow me on Twitter at MattBruni25 to see the updates. Uh, get notified, I guess. Uh, follow Colin on Twitter to see some great photos of the game. Thanks. Um, at CJH Mitchell, no problem. And thanks for joining us. I mean, follow us on SoundCloud at Bruni's Breakdown Podcast. Thanks for watching the stream, which is on our Twitters. It's important and to co- note, too. We um, are doing Apple Podcasts. Oh, yes. We forgot uh, to mention this on Football Podcast. Yeah, uh, we signed up. We are waiting review. So soon you'll be able to listen to those at your will without yes. having to download SoundCloud. There you go. Appeasing to the masses. Exactly. Anyways. Appealing. I don't know what I'm saying. It's late. I have no sleep. We're dead. Yeah, we we start tired. we started we started the pods with Bruni's room being lit and now it's I can't see his face so it's so dark man it's going to sleep even though <laughs> I have to write ten takeaways after, after long well, after a, a long weekend anyways for Matthew Bruni I'm Colin Mitchell thank you all for joining us.